I begin the message with a chorus from the Keep Going On song by Abigail and Sean Bengson. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. Now, while the chorus continues to repeat, the lyrics of the song tell the story of how, at the start of the pandemic lockdown in New York City, uh, the songwriters packed up their three-year-old child and headed to one of their parents' house in Dayton, Ohio. They thought they would be there for 10 days, max. And that was eight months ago. Their story song goes on with how they are, in fact, safe and sheltered and reasonably healthy. They check in with each other, and by extension, that checking in is with the listener as well. They hope that those who hear the song are healthy and safe and are finding ways to take care when they are heartbroken and not okay. The chorus of keep going on becomes a prayer and a blessing. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on, keep going on song. And as they keep going on, so do we. I want to take you back, it was eight, nine months ago at this point, uh, to the spring, where spring, in fact, was a sprint, a racing of the mind and heart, if not the body. This novel disease, this COVID-19, showed up on the other side of the world. And this novel disease spread. It shut down travel. This novel disease came here and started to make its way through the population and all around the world. We went through the moments of maybe masks and yes masks and people are dying and shut down everything. In a few short months, the world became an entirely different place and our mammalian selves learned that we had to stay away from each other, even when comfort of being together is often the best medicine for whatever ails us. But these last months haven't been just the pandemic. The storms and fires in this country reveal the irresistible truth of climate change and its impact and we also have how much that racial injustice is out and visible in a way that cannot be dismissed. We have George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and their deaths and Jacob Blake and his 
uh, being shot by a police officer and the people who love them and the people who fight for them, none of that can disappear in the passage of news cycles. The half joke of the year is welcome to the apocalypse. Everything is up in the air, even as school and life and work are in very close quarters. Our economy, our health care, sports, everything is in flux and in pain. And there's that election, too, and the failures of our leaders to take care of the country. Many of us have endured we continue to make our way. We've even gotten through summer and the beginning of school. It's all kind of patched up with a hope and a prayer and an enormous amount of sanitizer. And you and I, we've even started a new ministry. And I'll tell you this, there's no congregation I'd rather be with than you. But now, and now we are here in October, what does keep going on look like now? We've gotten through these first months you know, of the pandemic. That initial rush has become then a much longer journey. You know, in the movies, when you have these exciting disaster moments, these really stimulating adventures, no one tells you the story of the tedium, of the day-to-day, -day, of the disconnection. At the end of summer, we entered phase two of the apocalypse, if you will. Now we have to figure out what it means to keep going on. Social scientist and author and speaker Brene Brown has her podcast, Unlocking Us. Earlier this year, she talked about first times and how hard it is to upend and redo everything and learn uh, new skills and new capacities and to adapt in the moment. And I will say the learning curve for this year has been as deep as the Grand Canyon. Now in September, she moved on to what comes after the first days and first times of learning a new experience. This is, she says, day two. Now day two is the middle when she runs a three-day training, uh, on day two, she would caution people to make sure they've taken care of themselves and gotten enough rest, eaten well, and not had any alcohol, because they will, in fact, need to be clear-headed to get through the entire day. Day two is the most dense. Uh, it's the richest. Um, it's past the first rush of meeting people and initial excitement and it's, you know, the beginning of the adventure, whatever the adventure might be. And it's not day three. Uh, day three is still to come, but you still have to get to day three. Now, back in September, she predicted that these months, these next three months, would indeed be a mess. And we would make difficult and even bad decisions about, say, football, for example. We would get tired and weary of all this caution. And she was not alone in those predictions. This was nothing novel, but simply saying it was important to do. 
None of it was surprising given human needs and behavior. And collectively, we are weary. The economic and the childcare stress is exhausting. And, and I can't even encompass it with one word, this exhausting. It is bone tired and highly anxious all at once. And that's the new baseline. I find this with uh, friends and colleagues when we ask and greet each other. How are you? I am fine. This is the COVID pause here. I am fine. And even with being fine, depression and disconnection are growing and indeed winter is coming. But even being fine, Every so often, the awful breaks through, and the grief. I saw the trailer for the new movie, The Documents, the wonderful renovations of Frank Lloyd Wright's masterpiece, the Unity Temple uh, building at Oak Park. Seeing the care taken with the stained glass, hearing the descriptions of beauty and intention with such a place of human gathering, People were looking forward to when it can be loved again in person. It was beautiful. And I burst out in tears for all that we cannot do and how deep that loss is and how deep it still is to come. This is phase two. We are on an extended voyage of an unexpected and unwanted adventure. So what do we need to know about this phase two? Brene Brown recalls how she spoke with some of the leaders and creators at Pixar, the animation studio that has a strong history of wonderful storytelling. They talked about how the creative process is very much as important as the resulting story. In Act 2, if you're looking at it from the storytelling perspective, uh, the second movie in a trilogy, if you will, that Act 2 often is the best and often is really hard to accomplish and to do well. Uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, I'll show my little Star Wars fanness here. In the original trilogy, uh, the one with A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, it's Empire Strikes Back that really is the best of the three. Um, you had so much of the story and character development um, and new revelations at the end that then propelled the rest of the story and the conclusion. But the struggle started to really emerge in the moment of that second part. Uh, if you were otherwise inclined in your movies, Toy Story 2 is better than the first Toy Story movie. As I remember Mary Keister pointed out in her service on emotional intelligence in August, uh, the movie Frozen 2 develops the characters uh, and gives them difficult moral choices after the happy ending of the first Frozen movie. We'll see what happens in part three. There are so many stories that we could connect to and I wanna make sure that if you have a chance to connect to the big stories in your lives, that you do that. Uh, 
I invite you after the service to think about what's the best story you ever heard or ever read. What was the struggle in the middle? What was the act two? The protagonist uh, we hear goes through like every option of finding solutions for their problems. And they make bad choices along the way, uh, plans that don't work out, all kinds of things. But what the middle journey is, is to help the protagonists realize how, after looking at all the other options, that the possibility for resolution requires a different kind of adventure, a different choice, something new, something that requires bravery and risk and vulnerability. From, if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell and the Hero of a Thousand Faces, you know, that is part of that navigation of the adventure and becoming who the and becoming and maturing who the protagonist can become. And I love that narrative of that because it tells me that there are so many paths and possibilities. At the same time, I'm also aware that in a story or in a movie, the reader knows that something is going to happen on the other side. There are this many minutes of the show. There are this many pages before the end of the book. Something will resolve. But in this phase two, in this act, this is our journey. This is our story. And I have no idea how it will turn out, how long it will run, or how many pages to write. The middle of this story, it's a mess. And some of us will not make it to the end. Some of us may not be part of the congregation uh, over time, and some of us, some of us will die before we can gather again. But for this story, for our story, what does it mean to keep going on? I start with what I know and what I want to offer, which is that the experience of this moment can be its own curriculum. In the first months of the pandemic, I resisted the temptation to kind of make sense about what was going on. We just needed to be present to each other and remind each other of the community, of humanity, of gifts, of, of that we actually have a little agency that we can do something about how we take care of each other. But it wasn't gonna make sense for a while. And that was okay. But now it's been long enough in this moment, in this next phase, that we're starting to learn about ourselves as we continue to equip and travel and keep going on. So if you, if you will, we can think about, let me offer a couple of things to pack what to pack for the apocalypse. You can have a backpack if you'd like, but you don't need to for this moment because it's the tools that we always carry with us. And I wanna start with honesty. 
how important it is to name the depth of the problem, of the need, and of the struggle. I don't need a neon lights in front of me in every moment. Um, like you, I am living in it. But recognizing reality is a start. Naming what is happening is some of the most powerful magic that we have. It can even be our superpower, if you will. Being willing to say, this is the struggle, and this is what hurts, and this is what's lost, and this is what I don't know. That by itself is profoundly, can be profoundly enabling and a reminder that we're still here. So honesty. The second that I would add for what to pack is an open heart. The other night for adult ed, we talked about love. And we talked about love being a choice as much as we talk about it being a feeling, but love being a choice. And this congregation keeps making a choice to be welcoming, to be inclusive, to be compassionate, to work for justice. And we can keep making a choice to keep being open to what may come and recognizing that we're not needing to take care of this by ourselves, that we can ask for help as well. The more we can open our hearts to each other, the more possibility we have to share among us what we have to offer for those who will need and then those who have abundance to share as well. I want to offer that we are, in fact, as we talked about, in as a religious organization, we are in the business of love. We are in the business of hearts, if you will. We take seriously the worth of putting love into action, of applying compassion, of grace and generosity, and of listening to each other's stories wherever we are in our adventures. So honesty, an open heart, and the next thing the pack is the willingness to take turns. That we will need to spell one another in the course of this time together. There will be moments when I am more able and moments when you are more able and we need to be able to say, this is what I need and this is what I can give. To take turns. This way, we have a better chance of making it to the other side, wherever that may be, together. One of our great powers also, that's always in our backpack, is our ability to learn and to change. That we are not, as religious people, as a community, static or fixed, but we are always searching. There's always new truth. There's always something that might show up. So for this year, this 2020 apocalypse, what have we learned? What might we need? What might we change? Sonia Renee Taylor, who's a black artist and writer of The Body is Not an Apology. She says, 
We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal. Other than we normalized greed and inequity and exhaustion and depletion and extraction and disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not return, she says. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. We will not go back to normal. We are being given an opportunity to stitch a new garment. We are creating a new journey, even as we are whipped around by disasters and changing circumstances and new information and the lack of information and a, an abundance of questions before us about what will happen next. We have an opportunity to create something new, not right this minute, not now, not in its entirety either, but with honesty and an open heart and a willingness to learn and a willingness to adapt over time, because nothing is going to be quite the same again. Something is possible every moment that we continue and remember that we can create something new. The late congressperson John Lewis lived this journey of trying to create something new his entire life. He was an outspoken advocate uh, as a black man for civil rights in the very early years of it and continued on that path for his entire life, bringing in people at every chance. He reminds us do not get lost in a sea of despair. Never be afraid to make some noise. Stay hopeful until your dying day. We can find a way out of no way. We can find a way out of no way. Yes, we can find a way. John Lewis knew the scope of the challenge. He lived it. Many of us who are white are just still becoming aware of the systems we need to address, the systems of oppression. What this pandemic does is make more explicit this journey, more present to the world. COVID-19 might be the great unexpected and awful adventure for this year, but there are also so many layers that have already been among us for a very long time, many journeys that we still need to be resolving and taking care of. We can get through this phase by remembering the essentials of what we pack, a 
of honesty, open heart, taking turns, willing to learn. We return to what is essential, what is of the most worth. At the very start of the year, I talked about the three pieces that I'm keeping in mind for myself of covenant and quality and connection. Covenant is the foundation of the commitments and the promises that have been enduring here long before those who are actually in part of the congregation now were, were present and accounted for. These covenants have been with us for a very long time. And we keep living them into being every moment that we greet each other as part of this congregation. Quality is attention paid to doing the best we can whatever the best may be in that moment. But a commitment to doing as well as we can, because we are worth doing well uh, together. We are worth that effort together. And connection, because we get to learn how many ways that we need each other and that we can find each other and remembering as we're getting this opportunity because of our separation, how much reaching out can mean everything. It can mean everything. And it's worth finding all the ways that we can do that with each other. We have a chance, an opportunity, packing our tool bag, remembering our covenant and our quality and connection as we face the wilderness before us, we do not know how long the path will be or the shape of the road or what we will encounter along the way. We can, we can in all the ways possible, keep singing to each other. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. This is the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going on. Keep going on song. May we keep each other in love as we continue on the way. Blessed be.